Recently, the Wall Street Journal had a piece of Airbnb's marketing strategy. And what really caught my attention was the idea that the company is doing the opposite of every other marketer right now that's worried about a recession, which is cutting brand spending and leading to performance. Instead, Airbnb is going all in on brand. It could be that travel is just bulletproof right now since people want to get out there following the pandemic, or there could be more at play. So I chatted with Hiroki Asai, global head of marketing at Airbnb, to try and get the bottom of the travel booking company's unique perspective. Let's get started. Everything we know about the media, marketing, and advertising business is being completely upended thanks to technology and data. We're talking with some of the top industry leaders as they steer their companies through constant change. Welcome to Next in Marketing. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Next in Marketing. My guest this week is Hiroki Asai. He's the global head of marketing for Airbnb. Hey, Hiroki. Thanks for being here. Hi, Mike. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Excited to talk to you because it's a unique time for your company and your industry, I think, because it's kind of weird out there in terms of the economic signals and indicators and what's going on. Yet, it seems like travel is like another universe. It's full speed ahead. Like one of the airlines executives was saying the other day, if there's a recession, we're not seeing it in our data. Like this is not happening. So I wonder, I'm wondering if, if what you guys are seeing and then how that is affecting your marketing output when everyone is sort of not sure what to do. I think in times like these coming out of the pandemic, um, with a lot of uncertainty, uncertainty, I think people still look to travel as a way to escape, enjoy, and connect, enjoy life and connect with other people. You know, and I think especially coming out of the pandemic, there's a lot of behaviors that we're noticing where people are staying longer, and mm. we also know that you know with um, being locked away for so long and being disconnected for people, we are seeing a trend of loneliness. I think, yeah, out there in the world, and I think people see travel as a way to get out of their house, reconnect with people, reconnect with communities, and so, um, yeah, we're we're seeing a lot of strength as well. Yeah, it seems like people are if they're going to spend on something, this is the thing they're they're making a judgment like this is worth it. Like we gotta we gotta we're gonna make it make up for lost time and and connect again because we need it. I think so. I think so. Okay, so when it comes to marketing, there was a really interesting piece recently. Um, that was very counterintuitive, I think. In the, it was in a journal about how you guys are really leaning in on brand advertising when the conventional wisdom right now is everyone is wondering, everyone, across, the, across marketing, it's this lean on performance time. It's this um, thinking we've got to just go with what's trackable and that's good. that means we're going to cut stuff that isn't. So I maybe, maybe I'm oversimplifying it, but what's behind that, that thinking and what do you... What do you think about that instinct that brands have at these kind of uncertain economic periods? Sure, sure. I think, you know, our switch away from performance and leaning into brand has been one that we made a few years back. And it's definitely a decision for the long term and, and not for the short term and certainly not uh, not focused just on the on the recession, on the looming recession. But, you know, for us, I, we believe, I believe that really in order to to get people to really use Airbnb, love Airbnb, and enjoy Airbnb is to really provide them something that other services can't and really provide them with a unique experience. And that really starts with the product and product innovations and doing things that are unique and magical for, for our guests. And then what we do is we use then brand advertising to actually communicate that and educate people on it. You know, the most recent example um, that you've probably seen is categories mm -hmm. where we've really reimagine the way people can discover homes, reimagine how people can use some of that new flexibility, and then use brand advertising to really teach people about it, 
and fun, entertaining. Well, explain to people what category we mean by categories, if you, if you would. Sure, sure. Yeah, categories is a whole new way to search on Airbnb where we've taken our supply and actually organized it by what makes it unique. So we've got categories, like we've launched some most recent ones, like Top of the World, where there are these uh, categories of homes that are above 10,000 feet. They're actually unbelievable. You know, they're like mountaintop homes in Peru or mountaintop homes in Southeast Asia where you have these unbelievable views. And they're like $150 a night, you know, $50 a night, sometimes less than $50 a night. They're amazing. Or homes like Play or, you know, homes that have like built-in laser tag fields and half pipes and tennis courts. And so it's all sorts of really interesting categories of homes and supply that are really unique to Airbnb. You know, and they really offer an interesting window into into what Airbnb offers. And what, was that born out of an insight? Like were people, I'm sure there are many people that just know exactly, I want to stay by this lake or this house or this town. Was that born out of a new new behavior or something you were seeing in the searches that were, you said there's something here, we should recategorize things a little bit? Yeah, it was. It was. You know, it was born out of an insight that people are definitely more flexible, especially when we launched this coming out of the pandemic than they were before. And that oftentimes they were traveling based on an interesting destination or an interesting stay. And so they wouldn't necessarily enter a search with time in mind. They were entering a search open to the idea of traveling for a destination. You know, and a, a lot of those insights uh, inform our product decisions and then in turn inform our, our brand advertising. Like most recently, you know, with our, with our latest release, we've realized that uh, there's this whole new wave of hosts that are coming to Airbnb. In fact, I think last year was the most was the year where hosts made the most money ever on our platform. And we also you know, had this insight that a lot of these new hosts coming just need some help, um, especially local help, because hosting comes with all sorts of different concerns and different obstacles that are unique to where you live. And so we designed a way in the product for you to connect with a local super host in your area who will actually walk you through the mm-hmm. entire process of listing your home. It's pretty amazing. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll literally sit there with you, go through the whole process, answer any questions, all the way up to when you invite your first guest. They'll be with you through that whole process. It's pretty remarkable. It's an Airbnb mentor or a program of sorts. Um, it is. Why, why, why are there more hosts coming? That's, that's interesting. Is it, is it just a product of, oh, man, COVID, a lot of people saw there's an opportunity and a lot more people decided to put their properties up for rent? Was it like this, this trend towards let's build these – Unique destination homes because they'll appeal to certain consumers. Like, why more hosts coming on board? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I think this goes back to to your earlier, your first question around um, economic times changing and there being a lot of uncertainty. I think a lot of people are turning to hosting as a way to earn extra income. And so I think what you're seeing is a lot of people um, that have an extra room or a lot of people that vacation and travel are realizing that they can Airbnb their home for the three weeks that they're away. Or Airbnb their spare bedroom when their kid goes off to college, uh, and they can earn extra money. So let's get back to your your marketing strategy because you mentioned you're like it's maybe counterintuitive for a company that you would it seem you would think it would be all about bookings is going going or leaning into more on brand advertising yeah for a while. I'm assuming that doesn't mean you're not data driven. I'm assuming that doesn't mean I'm, uh, your message probably appeals to a very broad audience, but I'm assuming that you are looking at some kind of data when you when you allocate media dollars. What can you, can you describe how your strategy looks versus a, you know, 
don't know, old, old school TV brand versus a, a hardcore performance brand? Sure, yeah. I think, you know, the way we think about it is rather than over-indexing on what channels, we really start, to be honest, with the product innovations. And the first thing we look at is um, what are the unique audience insights that we're getting from our guests and hosts? Mm -hmm. How can we create features and new products or services that can really help hosts to host better or to become a host? or help guests travel or find the, the stay that they're looking for. And then what we do is we look at all the channels, especially um, you know, the really powerful brand channels, to be able to tell that story in a, in a, in a brand forward kind of entertaining way. You know? the, the, the way we're built, like, and I think this might answer some of your questions, is, is really unique as well. And I think that's why it leads to the output that you're seeing in that everything we do is in-house. You know, so our advertising, from right, you were one of the, the companies often cited as like leading this charge towards the in-housing trend, right? Like yes, yes, yeah, and you know we're 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 really really deep deep believers in this. You know our our advertising from brief to execution production everything is done. You know the media strategy, the planning, all that is done in-house. We've built that all vertically in-house. All of course all the the marketing strategy is done in-house. All of the design work for the product is done in-house. All the product positioning and the product marketing is done in-house. So it's all totally integrated and internal. So the benefit of that is it all works off the same insight. And so, so the insight, yeah, everyone's on the same page. They know the mission. Everyone's on the same page. We're on the same mission. So you know the 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 same interesting insight that drives how a product is made is also the same insight that drives the campaign brief for how we talk about it. And so that's why, you know, when you see things like categories or our latest release, Airbnb setup, you, it really feels like one hand has done the entire thing. And what are the other, are there other obvious advantages of, of having everything in the same place? Is it you're, you know, just fewer steps, fewer, less process, less people have to get sign off? Is it about the data being in the same place, tech? Like what, what are the things that are really strengths of being in, doing everything yourself? Yeah, I, I, there's a lot of advantages. You know, I, I think the biggest advantage is that you're creating products and services for guests and hosts and communicating the benefit of them in a really, really simple, understandable way. You know, because, because it's the same insight that, say, you know, you, you take Airbnb setup as an example, we know that it's really difficult for a lot of people to become first-time hosts. And so we use that insight to create um, the Airbnb setup program and match people with a super host. We also know that in getting these new hosts, a lot of people really don't even realize they have an Airbnb. You know? And so the next wave of advertising that's really pushing Airbnb setup is about getting people to understand that you already have an Airbnb, you just don't know it. If you have a spare room or if you're gone for two weeks, you have an Airbnb. Right. I'm already thinking about shoving the kids out for college and getting signed up. You, you, may, you, <laughs> yeah. you got me excited already about that. There's maybe a lot um, of advantages to shoving them. Unfortunately, it's a long way away. <laughs> <laughs> I want to come back to some of the more of the, the bigger trends you're seeing. One of the things that was interesting that seemed to, seemed to be born out of COVID, and then I wonder if it's here to stay, is this solo travel thing. Particularly, I think it was particularly among Gen Z, but I'm wondering if that was just a something of convenience that was the easiest way to get, to get out there during a crazy time? Or is that something that we're going to see stick around? And if so, are you catering to those people? Yeah, I, I think there's, you know, there's two fascinating things that we're seeing. Um, the first one on our platform is that 
uh, we're seeing a lot of people stay longer. Um, you know, mm -hmm. long-term stay, stays of 30 days or more are definitely growing. And I think that's a Is that not a vacation? Result. That's because they're working? Exactly. Yeah, I, I think that's a direct result of uh, that pandemic behavior of working from home. You know, I mean, just mm -hmm. as an aside, yeah, I have a lot of friends that are um, helping new companies or involved with new companies. And, and most of these new, if most if not all, I would say, of these new companies that are starting up are mobile first. And so they, right. they, are, um, they are working from home first. And so I think what's happening is you're seeing that trend continue from the pandemic and people are realizing they have a lot more freedom. And so if you can spend a month somewhere, why not spend a month, you know, away? Yeah, that seemed like an escape from the, you know, the city during lockdown, lockdown thing. But it's like if you're permanently remote, why not do that? It's half vacation, half, half travel, um, half work and in a cool place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and if you have kids, all the more reason for, you know, to, to take a summer break in a completely different place. And, you know, the parent or parents right. can work from home and the kids can enjoy the time off. So there's definitely that where, where people are staying longer. That is definitely something that we're seeing in a big way. Another thing that we're noticing is that um, this, I had read a statistic the other day that we are spending more time alone than in history. And the acceleration of that, you know, that vector is shooting up. And I, I think what's happening is, you know, this is another hangover from the pandemic is that people are uh, lonelier and lonelier and spending more time by themselves and missing connections. So I think what yeah. we're also seeing is a lot of solo travel, trying to get out into the world and trying to reconnect with people. Okay. What, what about, I, keep, I, know, I know it's just not a Gen Z trend, but, I, but I'm curious about everyone's fascinated with how to market to this group. Obviously, they're spending a lot of time on TikTok. They seem very attached to or they're, they're clearly both uh, motivated by influencers and driven by their product recommendations and things like that. How I don't have a real sense of how, I'm assuming it's travel is no exception to this, but how big of a deal are influencers and, and, and reaching Gen Z for travel and how does that affect what your, your strategy, if at all? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think it's it's a big deal for sure. Definitely. You know, the, the younger and younger you go in the generations, the more and more it's going to be about distributed and social media. But I, I think, you know, the way we look at it is um, those are channels, you know, and the best way to reach someone, a customer, whether they're uh, you know, millennial, Gen Z, whatever age group they happen to fall into or whatever demographic or psychographic is that, mm -hmm. you know, you have to offer them something that's unique and different and gives them an enhanced experience and an innovation that they can't get anywhere else. And so the way we really look at it is it really needs to start with the product experience and what that product does for that person. And then we take all the channels in the best way that they operate and make sure that we're communicating the value of that feature. And if you do the feature right, it feels like a brand-driven feature, you know. Maybe right. that's one thing that's really different, Mike, about the way we operate is we don't think of brand advertising as just advertising concepts or messages. We think of brand advertising as a way to educate and enlighten people about the product innovations and features that we're doing because that's really what they're going to be interested in and that's really what's going to make an effect on what they do. So that, does that mean less less lofty storytelling and more like, you know, service-oriented advertising or not necessarily? Yeah, I think it's a mix of the both, you know. I think if you start with the product and you start with insights and what people want, then I think you're going to be offering them an innovation that's pretty exciting if you do it right. 
And I think right. that's what then you use the media channels to talk about in a brand forward way. You know, you don't want to go out there creating a bunch of infomercials. You want to do it in a way that's people can participate in. It's exciting and right. fun and contextual and, you know, entertaining. But you don't want to just be talking about ideas about what you stand for or, you know, ideas of who you are and what your values are. You really yeah. want to be talking about See, I think how that's this when people make your life different. Right. Because, yeah, I think that's where people hear, oh, all, all we're doing is brand. They're just going to just gonna talk, tell a, talk in imagery and ideas, which is great, but that's, that's not going to, that's not going to give you the results you're looking for when you're a, a booking oriented business, I imagine. But I, I, I can see that being hard to hand over that stuff you're talking about to an influencer when you're, when you're a company that is all about having stuff in house. Is that, a, is there a tension point there? No, no, I, I don't think so. Cause when you're dealing with influencers, you want them to speak authentically and in their own voice, you know? And, and again, if the innovation is interesting enough and innovative enough, that's that's going to come through, you know. That's going to come through. That's where I think you know it, it really comes back to thinking about the product and the channels that you tell people through, and not thinking about it as brand versus performance. I, I think it's all different channels that you reach your customer. In our case, guest and host. It's a it's a perennial pain point in our industry. The the any anytime you want to talk about what's what's troubling you, it's always something measurements. Um, and that seems to be even more challenging with everything changing with the way that we watch television is changing. Obviously, so much is digital is changing with the way you, what you can and can't do targeting wise. There's new, lots of new researchers coming on board. How, how are you facing? First of all, are, are, is this a struggle for your company? Are you have you have you found a way or to make it work for you? Is it something that's it's constantly something you're trying to develop new processes for and testing? What, where, where is the state of measurement for you guys in media? Yeah, I, I think, you know, we want to be responsible with our spend. So we definitely measure as much as we can. And, you know, we, we try and measure the effects of brand and PR and even out of home as, as best that we can. But, you know, the reality is that you, you know, brand is a long-term commitment. Some of these brand channels are long-term commitments and a lot of them just aren't measurable. And so a lot of them, yeah. you know, you just have to trust that you're laying a foundation in a long-term message and and you know features that are out there that that drive it's a long consideration kind of product you're in in many cases it is it is it's a long consideration product and it's it's really you know it's especially in our case too it's it's a um it's a product that was built on innovation it really created this Mm -hmm. category and in order for us i think to remain relevant and exciting is is we can we need to continue to innovate in that in that world of travel and booking and and finding human connection um and as long as we keep doing that and keep it exciting and explaining it Mm. to people then i think you know airbnb will continue to be relevant can we can we maybe uh let's talk a little bit more big picture i wonder what you're hearing like i mentioned at the start it's a people have had a hard time reading where we're going like you know are we going are we in a are we in a recession are we talking ourselves into it is it just a lot of uncertainty are we about to turn a corner? You know, there's a lot of companies trimming the fat at the end of the year, seemingly, especially media companies. Are you, what, what are your, what's your sense of the marketplace? What are you hearing amongst, I don't know, other marketers and, the, and then some of your partners about the, the state of, you know, marketing going into 2023? I don't know that I would add anything insightful to that, <laughs> to that conversation, except mm-hmm. that what we are definitely seeing is, um, 
the long-term effects of the pandemic and working from home. You know, I think what we definitely are seeing in our world is that people are staying longer for 30 days or more and even longer than that. And that um, people are looking for human connection. People are looking to, to reconnect yeah. after being, you know, and you know, it, it's interesting you brought up um, single travelers or, you know, smaller groups of travel. If you're a family, mm -hmm. you know, you kind of want to get out of the house and get out of the routine and go stay in a home for 30 days or for the summer and reconnect as a family. I think if you're by yourself um, or if there's just two of you, you don't want to go to an empty house and just you don't want to go from your house to stay in an empty house. You speak know. for yourself. Speak for yourself. There, I, I <laughs> you might thirty days solo travel right about now. Yeah, yeah, you might want to get away. But uh, yeah, you so you know, yeah, exactly, exactly. I know that does sound good sometimes, doesn't it? But you know, it's um, what, what we're seeing is that people are uh, wanting to stay uh, with other people. You know, our our private rooms business yeah. is up, and we're seeing a lot of interest there. Um, and I, I think that's why Airbnb is, is appealing is because people can go and stay in these communities. You've been in the marketing world a long time besides Airbnb. Do you think, is there, like, I think there's always, we always preach, there's often, you see these pieces, you know, don't cut during a recession. You're going to, it's going to pay for it down the road, but it's, it's very hard for some marketers to not, to, or some brands to not do that. Do you think we're going to see some overcorrections here among, in the marketing world that will, you know, others are able to take advantage of, or is everybody is everybody going to be kind of being too performance oriented or so, or something like that for the rest of the year? I would imagine. I would imagine. You know, it's it's pretty scary out there for a lot of people, um, and, mm. and I think you know, for regular people that are thinking about traveling, you know, and um, they're probably thinking about the expenses they have for the year, and they probably question travel and a lot of other things. So, I think it's it's. But, but what about? It, I, I, about brands and, and marketers besides yeah. consumers like do you think there do you think there's gonna be too much cutting back among cmos yeah i imagine i imagine people are going to index away from a lot of the expensive channels and want to make sure that they're ensuring some short-term performance but um mm -hmm. you know we're we're really focused on the long term we're really focused that you know people are thinking about travel this year they're also thinking about travel the next year and we need to continue sure. to provide them you know we're if we just continue to buy our customers, we're missing the opportunity to tell them about how traveling on Airbnb is a whole different experience and totally different. And that takes a long-term commitment for us to do, you know. Now, yeah, um, it's scary doing that. It, it, it requires some trust um, that the process is right. But we feel pretty strongly that it is about, you know, focusing on the customer experience and customer innovation and thinking about the long term yep. that's the right strategy. Um, yeah, yeah. You're, what you're doing, you're talking about is not, it's not true. You know, you're not trying to sell of uh, sell batteries or socks. This is a, this is the kind of thing where you need to be playing the long game because you don't know what your messages don't pay off right away necessarily, but the, there's a long term effect that you gotta, you gotta believe in. Yeah. 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 You have to give people a reason to use your product or service that's rooted in the product or service itself, you know, I think younger mm -hmm. people are smart to where they can see through trying to wrap concepts or values around it. And if the product doesn't change your life or do something useful or beneficial or offer you something exciting, then, you know, no amount of brand marketing is going to help that. And so, it, you know, we, right. I, I know I sound like a broken record. I keep going back to this, but it really does start with the product innovation. 
All right, Hiroki, I'll, I'll, I will wrap on this one. It, you mentioned some of the unique things you're seeing. Any any other really interesting or unexpected aspects of travel you're seeing from your data, your customers, or more international, more or, uh, unusual locations, anything else you could you could part, part us with? It's kind of different. Uh, you know, I, I think the thing that still blows me away, you know, having, um, being the age that I'm at and, you know, growing up in a family where my father had two weeks off a year is this whole shift, which feels really quick, towards um, long-term travel. Thinking about, like, mm -hmm. you know, getting away for a two-week vacation and then working from that location and letting your family you know, live there and enjoy it for the extra four or six weeks. I think, you know, and, and it brings up all of these other issues. If you're in a new community for three, six months, what do you need when you're there? You know? Yeah. How do you get around? Well, you're not How do you get around? that stuff. It's not, a, it's, not, it's not the kind of trip you're taking. Yeah, it's really exciting. It's, you know, that's a pretty profound and giant behavior change for families and, yeah. and especially for young people because I think the younger you are and in the more progressive and interesting company you work for, you're likely going to be working from home or from someplace, right? Sure. You're, you're probably remote first. So then it just, creates a whole different behavior in people and living in these communities, you know, three, six months and a whole different set of needs, a whole different set of opportunities that you could design. Yeah, it's not tourism. It's, it's a really no. different behavior. It's, it's, that's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. It's super interesting. It's super, super interesting. So I think of all the changes, that's the one to me that feels like the one that's really sticking and just really profound. Yeah. It really shakes things up when you're not just living through that one or two weeks a year, like you mentioned. Yeah. All right. I've got to go book something and get away. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave right now. <laughs> but uh, this is a terrific conversation. Thanks for taking so much time out. Of course. No problem. Happy to talk. A big thank you to my guest this week, Hiroki Asai. He's the global head of marketing at Airbnb. If you'd like this week's episode, please take a moment to rate and leave a review. We have lots more to bring you, so be sure to hit the subscribe button, and we'll see you next time for more on what's next in marketing.